A recent Government Accountability Office report pointed out 32 cases of federal contractors using shell companies to hide work being done by foreign companies. It's an old problem, but with some new recommendations for how to get past it, Project on Government Oversight Investigator Neil Gordon. Neil, good to have you on. Thank you. Let's review the report, though, first. What did the GAO generally find? And I think we're mostly talking about defense contractors? That's right. Uh, It looked specifically at Department of Defense contract. It looked at 32 cases that were resolved between 2012 and 2018, cases in, in which defense contractors provided false information about their ownership or their corporate structure and were accused or found guilty of a variety of of crimes, fraud, things like that. Yeah, fraud and uh, just billing for work that wasn't actually done. And in some cases, I guess those companies might not have been eligible for DOD contracts under their own names. Right, yeah, there was uh, defrauding the uh, small business set-aside program. What did the GAO itself recommend for the Defense Department to get around that? Because it's, it goes back years and years, this issue. Well, the GAO uh, really had just one main recommendation, which was that the, uh, the Department of Defense has to systematically assess the risks posed by contractor ownership. In other words, to do like a department-wide review of the problem, to get a better grasp of it, understand its implications. Right, and that's as far as it went. Right. Well, then, POGO, you had a couple of extra recommendations. Let's talk about those. Right, sure. What we think also has to be done, um, and it's certainly a lot, a, a much more difficult uh, lift than, than to conduct a department review. Um, number one is the, the database that uh, contractors uh, have to register in, um, the companies register in when they want to do business with the government called the SAM database, the System for Award Management, has to be strengthened in certain ways. For example, uh, as of right now, uh, subcontractors are not required to register in the database. That, we think, needs to be changed. And number two is that um, companies should be required to disclose their beneficial owners. Um, currently, they're required to disclose immediate and highest level owners, but that doesn't always necessarily mean the beneficial owners, the people that will actually benefit financially from the company's operations. Um, and also, the data entered in SAM is largely not checked or verified. It's pretty much left up to the company to uh, accurately um, enter in data. So the government needs to do a better job of checking the data, auditing it to make sure it's accurate and timely. Now, when you mentioned beneficial owner versus the ostensible or highest level owner, the one that would be in the database now reporting to the government would be the high level owner. That is to say the, the shell company itself, correct? Right. The immediate or the highest level owner. That's right. And the beneficial owner, therefore, is the foreign entity. In one case, it was an Indian company that was providing food services, and there was a big settlement in that particular case because it was brought to light, hundreds of millions of dollars. That would have been the beneficial owner. That's right, yeah. The entity or the individual that actually benefits uh, financially, monetarily, from the company. Let me ask you this, then. What is the, I guess, incentive for someone to be named on a shell company when they're not the beneficial owner? Or do they simply get a kickback from the beneficial owner? 
uh, shell companies, I mean, are can be used for any number of different purposes, legitimate purposes. You know, it, in the corporate world, it's done for a variety of reasons. Um, most notably, uh, companies will use shell companies to offshore their operations to take advantage of lower uh, tax jurisdictions, for example. So, I mean, there are legitimate reasons for using a shell company, but uh, it's also very easy to misuse a shell company to commit crime. We're speaking with Neil Gordon, investigator with the Project on Government Oversight. So a shell company itself is not necessarily illegal in terms of federal contracting, as long as right. there's disclosure and the foreign entities do the work they're supposed to do and bill properly. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, in the case of a foreign owner, um, many times the contract requires uh, the job be done by a domestic uh, U.S. company, uh, which is very important in defense contracting because, you know, we're dealing with very sensitive, highly sensitive uh, uh, military uh, matters, information in the facilities. So it's very important that the the company that's performing the contract is uh, an American uh, located company. It sounds like there would be no purpose to bidding with a shell company for federal contracts unless you had a ill motivation in the first place. Right. Yeah, that seems to be the case uh, because the actual owner of the company doesn't qualify for some reason, uh, either because they're not a, uh, a domestic U.S. base uh, entity or because they've been sus- suspended or debarred. Uh, or because they're not a true uh, small business, such as uh, one that's owned by a service-disabled veteran or a woman or a minority. And you mentioned that it would be a heavy lift for agencies to be able to verify data put into the system for award management. How do you verify what someone reports, that this company is legit and the people who have listed themselves are, in fact, the beneficial owners and the rest of it? Right. Uh, well, currently, I don't believe there is any sort of a centralized data source to do this. Um, I know that uh, the SEC, for example, will collect ownership information for publicly traded companies. Um, but other than that, there's really no single uh, source that government officials can use to verify. Um, states, for example, in which companies register, require very little information. Right. Is there also the requirement that companies signing up sign a signature declaring that they are who they say they are, so at least you have the basis for a lawsuit on on the basis of fraudulent reporting in the first place? Oh, that's right. Sure. Yeah. I mean, companies can theoretically be punished for providing false information to the government, but, you know, uh, they have to be caught. Obviously. And what about Dun and Bradstreet numbers? I know the government's been trying to get away from those uh, Dunn's numbers because of the expense involved, but is there some mechanism by which companies must verify themselves in order to get a Dunn's number? Do we know? Uh, I'm not uh, completely sure about that, but I'm, uh, I don't believe that there's any sort of requirement that they have to verify their ultimate owner, their beneficial owner in that respect either. So generally, then, the best way is to maybe go make a site visit <laughs> just to see if there's really somebody there. Probably, yeah. I guess that would probably be the uh, the most uh, <laughs> assured way. 
Neil Gordon is an investigator with the Project on Government Oversight. Thanks so much for joining me. Sure. Thank you for having me. We'll post this interview together with a link to his report at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash Podcast One to learn more and start your free trial.